0: And now the grand marshals of this Sunday's rock and roll marathon or at least they were until they found out it involved running. Gatos and Chad. You don't have to run in those, do you? No, I'm not running. Huh. I'm not walking either, and I'm not going. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> the grand marshal won't Marshall. be there. No. No. No one wants us to do that kind of stuff. They just want to listen to us talk for 5 I or, or 6 so minutes the grand they... What's going on, everybody?
1: Now, is there are there bands in the rock and yeah. roll?
0: Yeah, That's why they
1: call it the Rock
0: and Roll yeah. Marathon. Yeah, there are bands all along the way. There's okay. bands all along the way. You run, you listen to rock and roll. Yeah, Like what kind of bands are Rock bands, rock bands.
1: Like no, but like I, I went to one that local was, uh... local bands. Okay, see, I went the last one. I did it uh, like a marathon. It was a uh, uh, one hit runder, and so you'd <laughs> run. It would be like the flock of seagulls, and then it would be uh, like you know I really... real like bands that made had hits. But they only look, had one hit.
0: One look at my physique would tell you I've never participated in the rock and roll <laughs> marathon. <laughs> All and... right, enough of your physique for crying out loud! Uh, just... But but just the same, there are other rock and roll marathons around the country. But it started here. It did. It did. And we will not be there. But everybody have a good time. Earlier today, Katie Hobbs, Arizona governor, joined us in studio. Our first chance to meet her uh, in person. We've interviewed her a number of times. Uh, as secretary of state, once or twice in the campaign trail yes. while she's running for governor. Uh, and it was, it was interesting to get to know her and figure out, you know, what she's all about. I want you to hear my first question. Okay. I wanted to ask her something different because everybody knows we have a water problem. Everybody knows we have a homelessness problem. Everybody knows we've got a border issue, education, all that kind of stuff. But I wanted to know who she is. Uh, this is what I asked her. We don't know each other. And when I see you, I see someone who's always very polite, very calm uh, and soft-spoken at times. And I'm wondering what ticks you off. I'm wondering, is there maybe behind closed doors a shrewd side of of Katie Hobbs, a tenacious side, Uh, someone who's going to talk to the Republicans maybe a little bit differently than what we hear in front of a a microphone?
2: Oh, absolutely. I think uh, people tend to underestimate me. That might come from my soft-spoken nature, as you mentioned, uh, but I certainly uh, can tough it out. I I, I faced a lot of uh, uh, things as the secretary of state, the election denial, and we persevered and, and continue to stand up for the voters of the Save Arizona. And uh, so, yeah, I think folks will, will be surprised.
0: OK, uh, Chad, what's your reaction to that? Because um, I said it before, you know, she really did go through a lot of hell with the 2020 election. Uh, certain people saying it was rigged. She got a ton of death threats. People showing up at her house. The cops having to park themselves outside of her house. I remember um, that. I mean, we, yeah. we
1: talked about like you know the, the the nightmare that she went through and how strong you had to be to get through 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 that. Uh, you know, I mean, again, it was our first meeting in person. Mm. Uh, is she going to be able behind the scenes? Is she going to be, you know, she talks about being tougher and there's that other side to her. Can she do it? Is she a tough negotiator? Yeah, I don't know about a it. lot of that right. stuff. You know, uh, is she willing to give on some stuff? But is she willing to stand pat for some stuff? That's going to be a time thing. And we're going to have to see what it looks like. Those are going to be actions. Uh, you know, you can't go through a lot of that stuff that she went through and not think that you don't have some, have grown some, some thick skin. But it, this is different now. You're you're the head of it all.
0: You're the head of it all. So we also discussed education
2: we don't have a, a teacher shortage crisis we have a retention crisis and we need to get to the bottom of what is causing what does this. that
0: mean though because if we have 2500 classes that are empty isn't that a teacher shortage
2: I mean there there are plenty of teachers they're choosing to leave mm. um, these uh, the low pay the crowded classrooms the unfunded mandates the onerous re- requirements uh, that are being put on them are, are robbing them of the joy of teaching mm. and we need to find out how we how we address that reverse it and keep teachers in the classrooms.
0: Is there a specific plan to pay teachers in your first year?
2: Uh we have my budget will significantly invest in public education uh and um you'll see and I I touch on this in the say the state um the the ESA expansion which will which which has the potential to bankrupt our state. Um you know, we need to address that and that will invest more money back into public classrooms and and teachers.
0: So that was two o'clock today. Uh, her budget was released at three o'clock. Yeah. So we couldn't ask her anything about it because she wasn't going to talk about it because it was only going out at three o'clock. But her education budget is 273 mil for K through 12,
1: 8000 per student. Okay can not she get it done yeah here's the thing how are you going to what are you willing to give up and how do you go back to let's say you get this but you're gonna have to give up something because oh no you, doubt yeah so this is where the negotiation how do you go back to your group of democrats and tell some of these people hey you're we're gonna have to cut your funding because we're gonna give them a little something over here and they're gonna give us this there this is where the negotiation starts otherwise you're gonna get Beyond a stalemate, you may get an entire nightmare that ends up being, you know, we're not going to get a budget passed. It's going to be a uh, very stressful. Yeah, um, I believe
0: you asked her about Tom Horn. So Tom Horn is superintendent of public instruction, or whatever he is. Yeah, he uh, is. He was the was he uh, the he was one of the lone Republicans. Kimberly Yee is a Republican yes. too. They were the two that won, and that was it. That was it. So we asked about Horn.
2: He reached out uh, during the transition. We had a good conversation. He is very interested in finding areas of common ground, and I think for the the benefit of our teachers and students, we have to do that. Um, I was a little taken aback by his priorities laid out in his inaugural address, Uh, so we'll see. Which Um, one?
0: Which specific uh, thing did did made you? What's that?
2: Well, I mean, he's completely focused. On discipline, uh, and I think um, it's important. It, it, it is important. I think his his focus on that really kind of puts him out of touch with what I'm hearing from teachers and parents and students that they need in their classrooms.
0: Because mm. it sounded to us like he wanted to like bring back corporal punishment. punishment
1: and stuff and like that. I don't know if it was that, but he definitely felt like it was discipline. But I've heard from teachers to say, since COVID, in particular, kids, especially younger kids, it's been a real struggle with 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 discipline in the classrooms,
2: yeah, and we need to support teachers to be able to um, to to have that classroom management. Um, I don't know that uh, Tom Horn's answers are the right answers.
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't think she likes a lot of what Tom Horn had and- to say.
1: And again, let's be real, even with, uh, uh, you know, you go back and you look at uh, the who had it before, what's her Ducey name? Ducey and uh, uh, Kathy, Hoffman, yeah, Kathy didn't, Hoffman didn't get along. They didn't get along, no. but I- at the end of the day, that position... It doesn't have a ton of power. You can suggest a lot of things, but the power is really with the administrators and with the districts themselves. So I don't know how they're going to work together. We'll see how this thing looks. She's going to have to do a lot of give and take. She may have won to be uh, the the head of everything, but understanding that uh, while they can't get a lot of stuff signed for her, she's not going to get a lot by them. Yeah. All right. Uh, More with Governor Katie
0: Hopps coming up. What is she going to do on the border? And we kind of asked her. You're a Democrat. How much do you care about the border? Yeah. Listen to our answer. It's coming up next.
2: This is the Gatos and Chad Show.
0: Hey, earlier today, uh, Governor Katie Hobbs in studio with us. Uh, we started the show with her at two o five. It was our first chance to meet her in person. I'd never met her, and I know Chad, you never met her uh, either. But we, what we did was we we certainly interviewed her a few times. Um, but when you sit down, you know, with a politician, it's it's you know, it's a more intimate setting. You're like, okay, let's get down to business. Let's figure out, you know, how you want to change Arizona. You know, do you want to keep su- stuff from the Ducey years? Uh, uh, what are you going to do about the border? Oh, speaking of the border. I want to play you uh, a little bit of the conversation we had with Governor Hobbs on uh, the border. This is a huge issue. All right. So here's the way that conversation started on KTAR. I got to tell you, one of the times we talked to you about the border, I didn't love our conversation because it seemed to me like you were blaming Trump for a lot of stuff. I don't care about Donald Trump anymore. He's gone. Um, Joe Biden's done a terrible job on the border. How do you work with a president who's done a terrible job on the border? I know that governors can only do so much. Okay, how do you get him on board with doing something about the border, because I think this falls on you, Governor.
2: Yeah, no, I think that um, regardless of the party in Washington who has control, there's been decades of inaction on this issue. And I am—I will say that I'm encouraged by recent announcements made on border control and Im- immigration, uh, the president's recent visit to El Paso and the border, um, and, and I'm encouraged by that. I have a call with uh, Homeland Security Secretary when I leave here here, uh, So um, and I've invited him to the border in Arizona as well. I think what I'm hearing from community leaders in those border communities is that they don't feel heard by Washington and that this continued neglect and, and ignoring them is that's it, it, a problem. And so as governor, I think it's my responsibility to continue to advocate for our needs. So regardless of if I agree with the president's approach or not, uh, whether it's the president of my party or not, uh, I have to be an advocate, and I think approach matters. I think when the approach is focused on how do we find real solutions versus I'm going to do this political stunt, like put up a shipping container wall that has now cost Arizona $200 million and is being taken down, um, that doesn't solve the problem. And how can we utilize those resources that are really going to provide meaningful relief in those communities that are bearing the brunt of, of this um, inaction from Washington?
1: Yeah, the, uh, the, the, uh, Look, I look at the containers, and I say to myself, $200 million, so that sounds like quite a uh, somebody got paid, because that's government as we all know, but nobody feels like they're heard out here, and the frustration yeah. level from Texas to here, I mean, California and Christian News, he doesn't care, yeah, everybody can come here, but it, it, everybody is, has a right to be frustrated, and they didn't hear us, and while there are political stunts, they did get people talking in D.C., mm-hmm. which nobody else was doing.
2: Yeah, no, I think I think that, that we're starting to see the result of that. I think the president's action. And um, starting to acknowledge that we need some real so- solutions for both border security and immigration uh, reform uh, is, is encouraging.
0: Governor Katie Hobbs is joining us in studio. What do you say to the people who are listening right now? And they're saying, well, she's a Democrat. She doesn't care about the border. Um, a Republican would do a better job on the border. What do you say to those people?
2: I absolutely care about the border, and I absolutely care about what we can do to provide real solutions uh, to the issues that, that, that Arizona is facing. And as a border state, uh, we bear the brunt much more than a state that's not on the border. And um, I'm going to advocate for our needs in Washington, and I'm going to put resources where they can be most effective here in Arizona.
0: All right. A bit of our interview with uh, Governor Katie Hobbs. One of the other issues that we talked about, the, the homelessness issue, because if you look around the nation, uh, homelessness rose by less than one percent from 2020 to 2022 nationwide. But during that same time frame in Arizona, it increased 23 uh, percent. So here's uh, Hobbs on the border. Excuse me. Hobbs on homelessness. Take a listen.
2: I'm a social worker, uh, so I've dealt with this issue throughout my career. My first job out of college was working with homeless youth here in Phoenix. Um, it is an incredibly complex issue and um, the majority of people who are unhoused um, for the for a long time have been dealing with chronic um, and, and multiple issues, ho- uh, mental health, substance abuse, and the fact is we don't have enough services or we don't have services that are meeting their needs. And oftentimes, when you have someone who's homeless and you say go get these services and then we'll provide you shelter they can't do that um it's just not they don't they're not equipped to do that and providing that safety um that immediate safety of shelter um can go a long way to helping them get to a place where they're stable and then they can a- access services we're also seeing inflation in arizona is largely driven by skyrocketing uh, rents uh in phoenix tucson and mesa uh but everywhere uh those are the the three biggest areas that, that is happening. Um, and that's also increasing homelessness right now. People are being priced out of housing and they have nowhere else to go. We're seeing a significant increase in seniors on fixed incomes who can't afford increased rents. Uh, and we have to build more housing. That's the answer to it's the supply, it's supply and demand. We have to build more housing. And so I, I issued, um, an executive order in, in the first week in office where we're going to reestablish the interagency council on, uh, Uh, housing and homelessness to help uh, look long term at how we can address these needs. But then also my budget will invest one hundred and fifty million dollars in the housing trust fund, which is directly dedicated to uh, affordable housing. Uh, But then we we need to get the red tape out of the way so that we can build the projects that are in the pipeline that will absolutely help alleviate some of this uh, issue.
0: Okay, so that's part of what uh, Hobbs thinks about the border. I want to play one more clip. Education. Take a listen.
2: We don't have a, a teacher shortage crisis. We have a retention crisis, and we need to get to the bottom of what is causing. What does this. that
0: mean, though? Because if we have two thousand five hundred classes that are empty, isn't that a teacher shortage?
2: I mean, there there are plenty of teachers. They're choosing to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, these uh, the low pay, the crowded classrooms, the unfunded mandates, the onerous re- requirements uh, that are being put on them are are robbing them of the joy of teaching, mm-hmm. and we need to find out how we how we address that, reverse it, and keep teachers in the classrooms.
0: Is there a specific plan to pay teachers in your first year?
2: Uh, we have, my budget will significantly invest in public education, uh, and um, you'll see, and I, I touched on this in the Say the State, um, the, the ESA expansion, which, will, which, which has the potential to bankrupt our state, um, you know, we need to address that, and that will invest more money back into public classrooms and, and teachers.
0: All right, Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs, first time in with us in studio. Uh, We hit a whole lot of different stuff. If you want to hear the whole interview, you can check it out, KTAR.com or a podcast. All right, coming up next, story time on the Gatos and Chat Show. We've given you 19 hours, 45 minutes of news this week. So coming up, we will share something from our personal lives next.
1: It's story time on the Gatos and Chat Show. After giving you 19 hours and 45 minutes of news this week, the guys give you an inside look at their personal lives.
0: Time to get all warm and fuzzy at the end of the show on a Friday. Bring you to our personal lives, Chad. If you don't mind, uh, I've got to get something off my chest. It's uh, please do. It's a sad day at the Gatos household. It's a new era. I'd like to take you back to 1996, my friend. Okay, had very little money. Came out here, worked at a radio station. Uh, earned $15,000 a year, got an apartment. My parents helped me out with a couch financially. I purchased a couch, kind of a big, nice, you know, deep couch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, A man's couch, if you will. Right. Right. And it came with a love seat. Now I don't want to sit in necessarily the love seat, but so I had that and that's really all I had to my name. Right. That was 1996. Well, years later, bought my first house, moved those couches in, right? Got some other furniture. Got married 10 years ago. I I took that that awesome couch. My wife said, that that's not going in the house. That, it's uh, ugly. Yeah, that was going to happen. And I said, let's get it reupholstered. So we got it reupholstered. I won that battle. And we kept that big couch in the house. Now, the love seat went into the garage and stayed there. And today, we gave it away. No. We gave away the love seat that I purchased in 1996. I was hoping maybe one day we get that reupholstered. But I must say, Chad... I don't like, I keep stuff for a long time. <laughs> I don't know if you do that. I'm not a hoarder, but I like to keep stuff. You're going to get use out of it. You spend uh, a few bucks, you're going to get use out of it. But I got no use out of this love seat for 10 years. It sat in the garage. And you know, you start acquiring a whole bunch of stuff, and the garage gets pretty, you know, crazy. My wife says a couple of weeks ago, honey, we've got to get rid of the love seat. <gasps> and I said, yeah, but that was my first purchase in Arizona. She said, listen, you got that other stinking couch in the house. We reupholstered it. Let's get rid of this thing. So today, lifted the couch out to the end of the driveway, Chad. And I put it there, and someone now will use that. It got no use for 10 years. That couch is 27 years old. Someone will use, somebody
1: younger yes. than the couch will use that couch and that think, is right.
0: this is a great couch. But... I also asked my wife if it was okay to use the garage for more Christmas decorations because our neighborhood, kind of like the Clark Griswolds of Arizona. You guys do it up? And I got the okay. So the couch is out. More Christmas decorations are going in. But it was sad. Sad to see my, my love seat of 27 years go away. We'll miss you. Love seat. Uh, What's this segment called again? Uh, It's called uh, Hold Up the Headlines or something. No, no, no. Story Uh, time on the Gatos and Chad Show. It's
1: your turn. All right. Uh, This past weekend, my wife said, hey, we've got to do a couple things around the house. You know, I work a lot. Oh, you and me both, man. Jeez. So uh, we started doing stuff. Uh, That started Saturday morning. By Sunday night, we were finished. Uh, I had lifted more things (laughs) than I can remember. And I thought to myself, I looked at my watch and one of the days, my little Fitbit gives me how much time I've worked out? Mm-hmm. It gave me two hour. It gave me two hundred and forty minutes of workout time. Two hundred and forty minutes from um, scraping and cleaning and doing things that you never <laughs> thought you would do <laughs> to lifting things you'd never thought you'd lift because we're in the midst of moving all of this stuff. Mm. It is insane. <sighs> and she's like, "It was just the best weekend because we were doing it together." See, my wife said the same thing. I thought it's. I, it sounds like that would be fun, but no. Does I watched it? no football games last week. I lost. I watched the last game Sunday night watching uh, the Packers yeah. lose. I didn't see another game. And I told her this weekend, look, you know what? We can do some stuff in the morning, mm. but I'm watching the games. I want to see some football. It's almost over. Please. And she's like, well, we just got a few things to do. Guys, you know this. The word few things to do means mm. you're busy all weekend. Mm. Understand this. I have to start stretching tonight when I get home because I have a sense and a feeling this is going to be a weekend where my back is going to be put to the test. Sweet mamma jamma. <laughs> uh, why is it that
0: women get so much pleasure out of cleaning a garage out? I don't know. Is it the togetherness that they feel with yeah, us? I don't I think, think that's so. it at yeah, all. I think part of it is. No, it's not. Yeah, I think it is like it, but you But your know, wife and my wife are probably a little bit of a neat freak. And we're like, I'd leave a couch in there for 10 years and not even think twice about it. Uh, You know what?
1: Or or here's the thing. If I want to do it, I want to do it now. So let's go and get it done rather than, hold on, you're moving it too fast. I need to start thinking about where I want all the stuff. We just put it back out and back in.
0: Yeah, you did that last weekend. I did a lot of that stuff last weekend, taking all the uh, Christmas decorations down. And you and I walked in on Monday and like... Who do you think is more sore? And we're like, yeah, we can make an argument. That yeah, it, was, yeah. it was us. That I mean, we we looked like like we were ninety five years old. <laughs> All right, that is story time of the Gatos at Chad show. That will do it for the show. We've got Arizona's evening news coming up next, and then we're back on Monday. I'll see you then, man. See you Tuesday, marvelous king. And then we're back on Tuesday after MLK Day. I'll see you then, man. See you then, brother.